Welcome to Life of the School, episode 19. Hello, my name is Aaron Matthew, and I'm a biology teacher from Acton Boxborough Regional High School in Acton, Massachusetts. Uh, normally on Life of the School, I sit down and interview a fellow life science teacher, but later this month is the NSDA 2017 National Convention in Los Angeles, California. So it isn't on the horizon. I decided to change format a bit and ask fellow veteran science teachers about what it's like to attend and present at conferences. So joining me for this mini roundtable is Lee Ferguson of Allen High School in Allen, Texas. Welcome, Lee. Hello. And also joining us is Paul Strode from Fairview High School in Boulder, Colorado. Hey, Aaron. Hello, everyone. So this is great. So these are both former uh, Life of the School uh, podcast uh, guests. So hopefully you recognize their voices. Um, they are also both in the fold of the uh, very powerful HHMI uh organization so they will have good perspective so I guess my first question and um, you know maybe I'll open it up to Lee because I know you do a lot of presenting at various um, various things you know why do you like to attend and present at conferences well I was gonna say there's a couple of reasons um, the primary reason being is that I love to learn I I love to learn I love to go hang out with people who are of like mind um, you know, a lot of the professional development that's offered by my school district is not, it's not appropriate for me just because I'm not a beginner teacher. I'm not, you know, I'm not teaching an on-level course that is a state tested course. You know, a lot of our in-district professional development seems to align to that. Um, and so I go outside of district to find professional development opportunities for myself, which often involve going to things like an ABT you know, college work, you know, workshops and, and things of that nature. Or, you know, I just create my own professional development <laughs> a lot of the time. And so, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, what I'm what I'm learning is appropriate, you know, not so much appropriate, but I guess relevant to what I do in the classroom. You know, I I don't like doing things the same way over and over and over again for extended periods of time. You know, especially when my students change, my students' needs change, you know, and I and I recognize that. And, you know, my my needs change, too, you know, because after a while, it's like, wow, you know, I get I've done this lab every year for the last, you know, 18 years. Maybe it's time to try something different <laughs> or, you know, maybe it's time to 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 approach this in a different way so that kids maybe get more out of it. And so, you know, I go to conferences to learn from other people. I go to, to network with other folks. I mean, I don't think that if I had, you know, just stayed in my little bio cave at school and never gone to any conferences that I would have gotten to do half the stuff that I get to do now, you know? And so I enjoy going out and meeting other biology teachers. I mean, if I had not gone to NABT, I'm pretty sure I would not have met Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and so, cause I think Paul, isn't that where we met? Was it NABT? Was it in Providence? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, 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 I think it was. I but think we, it was. We met, we met on on the NABT Facebook page, right? And um, and then and then I think through through Ryan, you you had you you had been doing a lot of work with Ryan, 
And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, because Ryan and I had actually met, we, we realized this actually in Providence that he and I had actually met at an APSI that um, Sharon Hamilton had taught back when he started learning to teach AP bio. And so we didn't realize it at the time time that we were in the same workshop but as we had this conversation he was like oh yeah i went to this workshop with sharon hamilton at tcu i was like i was there too <laughs> and so we realized that we were in the same place at the same time and it was ages and ages ago and then we actually finally i guess got reacquainted at an nabt conference and so we um you know decided hey we you know we, we have similar teaching styles similar approach we should probably lead a professional development together and so we put together a proposal last year to present at this, wait, two years ago, I guess, to present at this, the past conference, mm -hmm. 2016 conference on um, cognitive modeling in AP biology. And so he and I co-presented, and then I had presented a, a session on my own uh, for the first time at NABT this past year. And then I also presented with Pam Close, mm -hmm. who incidentally is somebody else you should probably get in on your podcast because she is. <laughs> pretty amazing. Um, and she and I had co-presented this past year and the year before. And so she was the one that kind of got me to get my feet wet presenting at conferences because prior to that, I hadn't presented at a conference, not a national one. Yeah. And I'd done plenty of presentations in my district and locally, but nothing, nothing at the national level. And now, you know, that I've done it, I'm like, okay, it's not so scary. It's actually really kind of fun. And I like to teach adults and, and I would love to have more opportunities to do that. Um, and so when Sydney emailed me and contacted me in December about presenting for HHMI, you know, just as a booth presenter, I was like, I'll do it, you know, just because, you know, I know by reputation, they're an outstanding organization. I use their stuff. It is amazing. I tell teachers, hey, you should use this stuff because it's great. And it does all of these things that you want your students to be able to do and to know. And so I'm looking forward to you know presenting for them for the first time and and getting used to that and now i'm also a brand new you know college board consultant too and so taught my first workshop for them in january and that was amazing it was so much fun and now i'm in the process of laying out my first week-long workshop for uh, beginning ap teachers in uh, i'll be doing that in denver in july actually mm. and so i'm i'm really excited we may have to hang out I was going to say, I'm not going to be that far away from you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, getting to do more presenting at, you know, at the national level and being able to share the things that I know and what my expertise is with other teachers, you know, because, you know, people ask me all the time, well, have you thought about being, um, what was it I got asked recently? Have you thought about being an instructional coach is what I got asked. And I was like, <laughs> well, no, you know, because I'd have to leave my classroom. Yeah. And of course, the, the the rationale for asking the question was, but you could influence so many more teachers. And I thought, yeah, that's true. But how legit can I be as an instructional coach if I'm not actually teaching kids, <laughs> you know, and improving my own practice so that I can help other people to improve theirs? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those are, those are, those are great. Um, you know, it's, so that's it's a really always... long answer to a short question. <laughs> no, but you hit all the parts. You talked about presenting, you talked about, uh, you know, attending and, and all of those reasons. Um, uh, so Paul, what about you? So what is it that, um, you know, what do you get out of going to all of these conferences other than, um, you know, the fawning and adulation that you get from all your disciples, uh, at all of these things? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> disciples. Um, so I, uh, 
Well, I it's it's thrilling for me for one just to just to be um, surrounded by all these incredible colleagues and uh, and and to just to meet new people to meet Lee to meet to meet Ryan and um, Aaron. You're going to be at NSTA, right? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, so and you know finally meet you in person and yeah. um, it just it's um, it it's it's um, I guess it, it makes me feel confident that there's some really good teaching and and learning going on um, all across the country um and and especially in in you know the current climate of science denial and pseudoscientific thinking and everything I, I i know that even though there's still some some really good um good instruction going on out there um i uh, i i i like to present because it um it it's a, it's always a risk um, it's me putting myself out there um, in front of my peers. It's it, putting my ideas out there and 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 making myself vulnerable um, for 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 feedback um, for for pushback and um, and and I I know that that it's it, it can only make me better as a teacher um, when my ideas are challenged. Um, and, but also when 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 the the, the things that I'm um, that I'm trying to do are 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 confirmed, people say, "Wow, I really like I, I really like how you approach that," and and I'm going to try that in my classroom too. Um, and uh, so so it's a um, it's 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 interesting for me because I, I'm I'm nervous as heck when I when when I go up to speak in in front of my colleagues. Um, because I never know what to expect, and I don't know who's going to show up, and 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 many of them probably know more than I do about some of the things that I'm trying to 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 um, to argue, um, and uh, and so so it's it's a it's it's just a it's just a fun it's just a fun challenge, um, and 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 it makes me it forces me to get better at, at my thinking about the things that I think are the right things to be doing in the classroom. Um, you know, the, the, the st stuff I'll be doing at NSTA, um, I'm sure you're, you're, you're going to be asking about that. Um, but, but that's, you know, um, I, uh, I, I am putting that out there. This is, this is where my head is in as far as the nature of science goes. And, um, and so what do you think, you know, is, am I, am I, am I taking students down the right path? So, I, I thought that, I mean there's so many things that you put out there because you know I've I've had the good fortune of of presenting in a variety of different formats you know actually this Saturday I'll be going to uh, we have our little state uh, biology teacher conference it's like it's a it's a tiny little thing I think you know they run two sessions at a time uh, kind of thing you know not as opposed to you know these larger ones and you know it's you know a few dozen biology teachers in Massachusetts um, and I will I could probably name like right now I could name like. 20 of the 40 people will be there. Like, it's one of those things. It's the same group of people, you know, at a lot of these different pieces. Um, and I presented, last year I presented solo at that, and it was the first time I had done that. Um, and I presented something I'd worked really, really hard on, and I'd communicated to my kids, and I'd worked on with my kids. And for me, it was, like, it, it polished my thinking in terms of, 
you know, a lot of times you roll something out in your classroom and you've got your thinking as you're going and you're doing that. But it forced me to stop and reflect really on what I wanted to make it better. It wasn't one of those, I'm going to take a post-it and put it in that notebook <laughs> with the, the thing and next year or maybe in the summer if I have time or next year before I roll it out, that's when I'll do my edits. Because I decided to polish it, it li- literally added one or two years onto the process of trying something because I was going to communicate this to other teachers and and take that risk myself of presenting what I had done, but also put something out that I'm potentially asking other teachers to consider doing. And to do that, I had to refine my thinking. So I, I absolutely know what you mean about sort of the, the nerves, but I think that process of, of doing it is so important. It also made me think of the idea of, you know, what do we ask our students to do? <laughs> we ask them to yeah. take, we ask them to take risks. Uh, we ask mm-hmm. them to get, make a, be a little vulnerable um, and it's way easier for us, you know, old people to do that. You know, uh, we know they're going to laugh at us and we know all that, but we're not their peers in the classroom. So it's very mm-hmm. easy for us to be the comfortable ones in the room. So we are literally doing what we ask our kids to do. Stand before right. your peers and, you know, be judged <laughs> on the work in mid process. Well, and I think the other thing that's important about that, too, is you have to be willing to accept criticism. And you have to be willing to accept, you know, feedback that might not be positive. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, one of the things that I encourage my students to do, you know, when they're presenting lab results is, or one of the things we actually do is, you know, the kids will stand there at their computers to present to one another and they have two minutes to talk about their work. And then the kid who's standing in front of them listening has to ask questions and provide feedback so that, you know, the next time, you know, the, when the next kid rotates through, because we, we kind of do it in a round robin, mm-hmm. um, that that way the, the student who's presenting can very quickly and on the fly refine the, the presentation that they're giving. But then in the end, what they have the opportunity to do is once they've had feedback from all of their peers, they get a chance to go back and fix it before they turn it in for final review. And to me, getting to present in front of your peers is kind of the same process. You know, let's say you present something that you've been working on that that you think is fantastic. Well, then you go and present it and your peers give you this feedback and that makes you consider, oh, I never thought about that before. Or, oh, yeah, I should maybe try it like this, you know, because you never know something that you're presenting might be something that that someone in the audience has tried and knows works a different, more efficient, more effective way that you might not have thought of. And, you know, a lot of times they're willing, those people are very willing to tell you, (laughs) hey, by the way, if you try it like this, you know, it might work a little bit better or I've done it this way and it didn't work very well. So consider that. And so that's one of the things I enjoy about being able to present to my peers is hearing feedback, you know, because for the longest time. I was the only AP bio teacher at my school. <laughs> and so I never got peer feedback or peer review just because I was the Lone Ranger. And then I got a partner and that provided me with some feedback, which was great. You know, next year we're going to have another. There's going to be three of us who are teaching it on my campus because our enrollment has skyrocketed again, mm-hmm. which is a good problem to have. I'm not complaining, but you know, my my team is growing, and so you know, getting that feedback is so critically important to improving the work that you put in front of students and that you expect students to do. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things that you mentioned, Lee, and uh, maybe I could ask to start with this with Paul on this is um, the you talked about sort of the overwhelming nature of NSTA. And you, you mentioned that this is you've been to NABT. 
um, mm -hmm. which is fairly small and intimate. NSTA right. is like this animal. Um, and right. so, you know, Paul, have, have you, how many NSTAs have you been to? Have you been to a few or? Well, yeah, I've been to a few. I, I was, um, I went to Boston mm -hmm. uh, and to Nashville. Um, and I've been to, I've been to a couple small, the, the regional. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, they are, they're, they're, they're absolutely massive. What are there like 10,000, 15,000 teachers there? Yeah. Um, and, and, and being in Los Angeles, I mean, holy cow, that's a, yeah. <laughs> they're going to draw so many people. Um, and, and, and then they've got the, 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 um, the, the exhibits, you know, all of the, the vendors and, and they're, it's, to me, it's, it's mind blowing that, that there, there simply cannot be that much money in education <laughs> for, for, for it to, to, for, for, for it to make sense for these vendors to bring these, these massive displays. And, um, I, I think one of the, one of the vendors at Nashville had, they hired a local, um, a local singer, <laughs> a guitar player to, to just stand there and sing, um, to try and get people to come and hang wow. out. <laughs> um, and, and, and 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 so so there are the the for-profit vendors but then there are the, the organizations like like HHMI and and it's it's so funny to to be in Lee you're going to get to experience this to be behind the the counter there the teachers are coming up and, and they're saying how much is this DVD and he said it's, it's free well, are you kidding me you're giving this stuff away for free yeah this is the Howard Hughes Medical Institute you know <laughs> and um and and you know people are they're like they're, they're like trying to secretly take a, a another one and you're like yeah they're all free, just wow. go you don't have to sneak you don't have to steal, you know and uh, you can so, even go to their website and ask for more yeah <laughs> ask for more yeah for sure um, so uh, so yeah NSDA is 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 pretty massive I I like NABT so much because. It's it's so intimate. the The Denver meeting was so great because it was all the, right in one place, and you you just you kept running into the to everyone, um, and uh, and it was just really thrilling. Um, so yeah. So my now so the the thing I like about the, what NSTA does is they have their catalog, and it's all online. So you know they I remember the first NSTA I went to. So this is going to be my fifth. Um, and that's just because I happen to live very close to Boston and they like to bring it to Boston every seven, eight years. So that's, that's, <laughs> so this is, I, I, I am now, I am now old enough that they have already run three NSTAs in Boston wow. during my career because they ran 99 wow. and I want to say it was 07. And then they had one, I guess it was what, 2013, 2014 was the last yeah. one. So, so they've run, I mean, so they've run it many times here. I also went out to San Francisco, um, I want to say that was like 2010. Did you come to San Antonio when it was here? I did not go to San Antonio. So yeah, I was going to say I did not get to go to that one either, and that's only five and a half hours from my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if I drive five and a half hours, I could be like almost in Ohio. So I'm. <laughs> I was going to say you can be in three or four other states. Yeah, yeah, just remember the state is gigantic. I know. <laughs> so, so what I was going to say is like uh, for me, the thing I like about it is they have that searchable. Um, they have an app as well. You can get an app for your phone. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And you can search it. It's not the app doesn't have the the convention stuff in, but right now you can go on their website and you can click sessions, and then you can search. You can search, you know, like argumentation, and get all of the se- sessions that involve argumentation will come up. Mm-hmm. Or you can get um, you could like search uh, Strode, and all of the sessions presented by Paul Strode come up which is one uh, yeah but <laughs> but but you can find well, you're searchable but you're, <laughs> but you're searchable um and so you can you can do that and uh you know you could you can type in reardon and find you know find what ryan reardon's doing or, or coon and find what bob coon's presenting so like you can search by you know a theme like as i said argumentation um yeah. some of them are a little hard i was like so i was thinking about i've been playing around with the cer's for example uh with my kids um mm-hmm. And uh, so I typed in C-E-R. That's not clear. So I typed in claims. So you have to sometimes play around or, you know, reasoning and you can do it. But you can absolutely search and do that. So um, I guess my question is, like, what's your I mean, they're going to give you these books. When If you go to the NSTA, you get these like telephone books of all right. of the sessions. And, you know, they're all they're all over the place. <laughs> so, like, you know, they're going to be it looks like a lot of them are in the convention center, but they're in, uh, you know, hotels around as well in the general area. Mm-hmm. So so, Paul, when you're not presenting, how do you negotiate figuring out what session do you are you a pull out the catalog book and try to go through by time or or, or how, do, how do you find what sessions to go to? Um, well, I do the, I, I've, I've done the, the app search thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to, to, to go to, to, to sessions presented by people that I know are going to, you know, kind of blow my mind about things. Um, and so, and I'm, where I'm going to get inspiration. Um, and so, so, you know, I, I like to go and, and, and see those, 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 uh, people that are that i think they're famous in my world you know um and and people that I, that that i've i've just met that i've never seen present before um but uh, but i i also like to go to those things that that are in my wheelhouse like nature of science presentations um and and sometimes i i, I sit there and i'm and i'm like there this is wrong <laughs> you know <laughs> and and Holy cow! You know they need to come to my session, um, and uh, and I find myself I, I do a lot of of tweeting, and and you know trying to 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 uh, to play the back channel, um, and uh, and and to get conversations going, um, and uh, and of course there's there there's always a little self promotion going on. Yeah, um, I want people to come and hear what I have to say. Um, about things um so um so yeah i i i focus on nature science things um i uh i i i talk to my colleagues and see what they're going to and and you know maybe there's something i didn't notice and 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 uh, or think about um going to see um so sometimes you get pretty surprised i i was at a, a the nsta stem meeting this summer um it was here in denver I was just there for for a day, and there was this this talk on um, on uh, Bigfoot and using <laughs> using Bigfoot claims to to uh, to teach the nature of science. And then, oh, that sounds fascinating! And to teach evolutionary theory, actually, that's that's what it was. Oh, and wow. so I go to this talk, and it turns out it's it's given by this this woman who actually believes in Bigfoot, oh, and wow. 
And she presents all this, this, this evidence walking us through the, the, what she's claiming is the nature of science. And, and, and half of it's complete baloney. Only and, half? <laughs> oh, well, half that I thought to check on. Um, uh, like she, she said something about the about um, one of the 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 the, the Homo uh, species, uh-huh. or, or or maybe it was Australopithecus or something, and and uh, and, and about how um, how big they were, and they were huge, and <laughs> I think actually like going to the Smithsonian, and you know. Um, and, and I say, actually, these things were only like five, seven. If that. And, well, that's Australopithecine, well, they're really tiny. It wasn't Australopithecine, it was, it was one of the, maybe Heidelbergensis or something like that. Uh, was, yeah. yeah, they weren't very big. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm like, no, these things weren't, weren't that big at all. You're off by like a foot. Uh, well, that's not what, <laughs> what oh my said. Anyway, I, that's, a, that's a whole other story. I, I see the same thing, um, you know, when we talk about going to different conferences, the one I didn't mention that I've been to a couple times is CAST. And CAST is our state science conference here in Texas. And uh, unfortunately, this year, it's at the exact same time as NABT. And so as the president of the Texas Association of Biology Teachers, I am under obligation to go and work the booth at CAST. So I have to miss NABT this year, which makes me really sad. Um but CAST is probably one of the larger state science conferences. I want to say this last one, there might have been six or 7,000 teachers in attendance. <laughs> it's pretty large. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'm overestimating. I don't know. Remember, everything's bigger in Texas. I just know that it was very large, um, way bigger than NABT. And so my, I'm, I'm guessing that, that NSTA is probably two to three times the size of CAST. And so, you know, they have an app where you can go through and look at you know, the different sessions and stuff. And I've, I've been to a few sessions at CAST because the, the problem with CAST is that a lot of the sessions fill up very quickly. And, and especially if they're really good ones, they fill up very, very quickly. And, um, you know, I would, I would, I would anticipate the same problem being, you know, this, there would be the same problem at, at NSTA is that potentially the sessions that, you know, look to be quite good would fill up fairly quickly. You know, and so, you know, I'm I'm an old school look at the catalog highlight <laughs> kind of girl. You know, I still, you know, that when I look at things, you know, when I have paper in my hands, I, I feel kind of like a Luddite because I'm like, okay, well, let me highlight the ones I want to go to. Let me pick alternatives just in case I can't get in because I know I'm probably not going to be able to get in. Um, and so, you know, when I have free time at this conference, that's, you know, I, I do want to go to a few sessions. You know, in fact, I told my science coordinator, hey, what do you want me to pick up <laughs> at an STA? Because I'm the only person from my district going. Um, and so I said, hey, just make me a list of the things you want me to get. I'll take my big suitcase so, so that I can bring it all back. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll make a big list for you. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing you know, presenters from, from literally different parts of the country. I mean, when I go to NABT, it's, to me, it's the same people. You see the same folks nearly every single time you go. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. biology teachers are like wolves, we tend to run in packs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, 
you know, we, we, we socialize with the same people, we present with the same people, we see them at the same conferences. Um, and then, of course, when you are a college board consultant, that circle gets even smaller. Mm -hmm. And so you see those people everywhere you go when you when you go to things like AP annual conference and stuff like that. And so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, just different biology teachers from all over the place instead of just my small, you know, sphere of influence, small part of the world where I'm where I am now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that there's a couple of key things that you brought up. Uh, I won the suitcase. I don't want to underestimate that because I remember when I went to San Francisco and my broken bag as I was like trying to stuff oh. in like extra handouts I got or extra things I wanted to try out and like the zipper breaking and trying to cram all my stuff back in. So the that may be like the that may be the most functional thing. You may be a luddite with the catalog, but uh, <laughs> but having Having the planning a little extra space in there, and you you made me rethinking because I was thinking about you know do I do a do I do a carry on do I just you know try try to get the carry on here because you know I'll be out there for five days I have a Wednesday workshop I'm going to so mm -hmm. do I try to cram it in and do it in just a, a quick deal or or do I go and check a bag uh, with my backpack. So I, now right. I'm, I'm gonna have to think about it. Maybe be doing some practice packing in advance. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm flying Southwest, so I can bring two bags if I want to. Yeah, because <laughs> they're yeah. not gonna charge me. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't care about the. I bring the big suitcase and maybe stick a duffel bag on the inside to fill <laughs> yeah. it up with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind about the. the my question is check or not check. If I check, I'm bringing a bag that's big enough to, you know, sm right. smuggle back. You know some giant millipedes from Carolina. Um, so, <laughs> so, but the other, you know, the other thing that you sort of bring up, I, I think the, the idea of, um, of thinking about sort of the representation piece, because, you know, like you, I am, believe it or not, in my district in Massachusetts, I am the only one uh, going to Los Angeles for the NSDA conference, which is not that uncommon and was similar when I went out to San Francisco. Um, and at the time we were talking about, you know, some of our, our textbook issues and some of those other things. And I ended up going to several sessions that weren't necessarily directly impacting to me, but ones that I could get some samples for and some contacts and some information that I could bring in to share back. So I definitely agree with you that sort of as representatives and leaders within our own district, this is a really useful and functional thing to go and do. Um, I also just sort of think about the idea of what am I going to do when I'm there that is, you know, going to challenge me a little bit like what are the things that I'm working on and you know where is my headspace but then what do I go out and I, I mentioned argumentation specifically because it's been one of those things that I feel like you know you ever feel like you're in a room with people and they keep bringing up a word and you're like I should really know what everybody's talking about when they say argumentation like I've read a little bit about it I've seen a couple of examples but like I kind of feel like I want to go and hear like two or three different people's perspective. The same thing with sort of claim evidence reasoning. Like I've, it's mm -hmm. been talked about so much for so years and I've gone to sessions before, but I've now taught with some of these things and I have now in my mind what it means. Now what I can, when I go to this, I now can go and see what it means from different perspectives. I can get a teacher from, you know, Washington State who's who's doing something, or I could get a perspective. I saw there's like a, some chem teachers who are talking about that. And not only that will that inform me for what I'm doing, it also allows me when I go back and have conversations with my colleagues um, who, who are teaching other subjects, mm -hmm. for me, when I, when I share what it is I do in my classroom, I will have the perspective to say, and I saw this applied in a chemistry classroom, and here is how it was applied. Even though I'm right. not teaching with them, it allows me to sort of be that that sort of leader piece. 
So as we transition, um, I do want to give you guys, as for, for me, this is great. This is like season I, I'm not presenting at a conference. Um, instead of presenting at conferences uh, 2016, 2017, I uh, created a podcast. So I uh, present uh, twice a month um, to the world. <laughs> but I, uh, as I said, la- last year I presented at NABT and I presented at, um, at my state conference as well. And I did a lot of sort of presenting sort of locally. And, and this year I'm just going and attending things. Like, as I said, this Saturday, um, this is now going to come out in a couple weeks. So this will be after I have gone, but I will go to my state, um, state, uh, biology teacher conference and just sit down and listen to what other people have to say. And it'll be sort of refreshing. And then I get to go to NSTA and, and just sort of take it all in, uh, I get to be sort of a science teacher tourist in the in the great convention center. So um, I don't have I'm never on uh, there, but I do want to give both of you uh, a chance to plug what it is and how we can go see you doing your thing. Um, so so Lee, uh, when and what are you presenting? I will be at the HHMI booth, and I believe I'm presenting. Thursday morning. I need to double check my schedule. Um, but I am presenting on the um, the Mendelian genetics sickle cell activity that HHMI has. Um, and one of the reasons I selected that to present is because it ties together so many concepts in one package. You know, for teachers like me who are very short on time, you know, it's a great way for my kids to review evolution. It is a fantastic thing for teaching them probability and using and interpreting pedigrees. And so, you know, you start off by showing the short film about natural selection in humans and the great story about Tony Ellison and him discovering the correlation between the geography of mm-hmm. um, Sub-Saharan Africa and the sickle cell allele frequency. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you walk kids through, here are all these different problems and, and you know, here, here's pedigrees that you can read and, and show the passage of the trait through generations. And, you know, the, the, you know, the activity asks the kids, well, if these people live in this part of Africa and these people live in this part of Africa, you know, what would you expect the allele frequency to be, you know, higher or lower, you know, whatever. And so I'm going to talk to teachers about that in the booth on, I believe, like I said, Thursday, I think is when I, I actually give my little presentation. Hopefully it is Thursday morning. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Thursday morning. I think I, if I remember correctly, it's it's it is in the morning, like eleven thirty. I think is when I present something like that. Cool Thursday morning. HMI. So the booth is in the um, the vendor section. Is that that right? I would imagine so. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to in a yeah yeah room. yeah. Yeah, Biointeractive will have their their big their big setup. It's, it's a really cool cool setup. Um, and and Lee, from what I remember, the booth presentations you might present more than once. You might go through. Yeah, I was going to say, I just remember seeing the schedule just very briefly reading over it going, okay, I know where I have to be on this day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, you're probably, I, I, I would, I would imagine, you know, I'm going to defer to your expertise and say that, yes, I'll probably be giving that presentation more than once. Sure. Well, I've never given a booth presentation, but that from what I've seen, it's, there are these, they're, they're kind of shorter, but you, 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 um, you know, people, yeah. people cycle through and, and, and there's a whole schedule, and they can pick and what what booth presentation want to come see, and, and you'll give away T-shirts. And... <laughs> All right, so that so so the key is for anybody who's listening to this, make sure you go go right to the exhibitors, go down to HHMI, and pick up the booth schedule, booth presentation schedule, so that you don't miss. You don't miss any of the presentations, uh, but specifically no, make sure you see. They're all going to be really good. Yeah. They're, they're all going to be really good over 
you know, the resources that HHMI makes available to teachers. And so, you know, I would encourage anybody who's never even used their stuff before, which I honestly would be hard pressed to find anybody who's never used their stuff, but you know, there's going to be at least one who's never used HHMI's resources because they are, they're truly fantastic. I mean, and I'm not just saying that they really are outstanding. And the more of them I kind of dig into, I'm like, why didn't I use this stuff before? (laughs) What was I thinking? You know, and as I get ready to redesign, you know, not redesign my course, but, you know, kind of restructure things for a third team member next year, I want to incorporate a lot more of that stuff into my curriculum as we go through the year. So, yeah, I, I, for me, I feel like the HHMI stuff is the classic example of, gosh, if I only had, you know, like that extra day in the week where I could look through resources, I call it Wurz Day. If I had like a Wurz Day where I could add extra resources <laughs> into my curriculum, because there's so many extra mm-hmm. things I could add in that HHMI does to to mm-hmm. layer and add nuance and, and that sort of thing. Um, there, those uh, those click and learns and their interactive videos in particular in the last couple of years, I have those have been mainstays in what I've been doing. But I know that I feel like almost I'm only scratching the surface on the resources. So um, yeah, I was actually looking at the the elephant population modeling activity today as I get ready to teach ecology to my um, to my AP kids and my IB students. And I'm like, well, it doesn't quite fit with my IB students because I teach the SL course, mm-hmm. but my AP students, yeah, we're totally going to do that. <laughs> I can just see it now. The kids are going to be like, why are the lentils going everywhere? It's like, okay, kids, don't throw them. Just drop them. Yeah. <laughs> just drop them onto the paper. I And I know that all the Gorongosa data stuff uh, is out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, There's just so much, so much there that you could you can design whole courses around it. Um, you totally could. Yeah. You totally could. So... so uh, I have just a comment about all the, the resources. One of my problems is remembering if <laughs> my kids have have seen the thing already this year because mm-hmm. it's so good, or if they saw it when they were freshmen or sophomores, mm. when they took the class we call pre-IB biology. And, mm-hmm. and I have to ask them, so have you seen, did we watch the Rock Pocket Mouse yet? And then, you know, they might say no because they want to see it again. <laughs> or they might be honest and say, yeah, we saw it, but oh, can we watch it again? We, okay, sure, we'll see it again. And it's just, it's great. You know, or, um, they love it no matter how old they are. Yeah. Or they could be like, well, that, and I totally know what you mean because I feel like the Rock Pocket Mice, I, I used to use in my honors class. And then I don't think I've used it the last couple of years. So my current group hasn't seen it. And we pulled mm-hmm. it up and my, my the, the person I team teach with it had put it on the schedule. And I was like, they've totally seen this. Like, why are we showing them again? And I pulled it up and they're like, I'm like, you guys have seen this, right? And they're like, no, but they, they, they have seen, like we've used Sean Carroll stuff. So like, and I don't remember what is in what book from Sean. Like, I don't remember what's his videos. I don't remember what his books are. Like I have him read one of the books and I constantly am making references to others of his books. Uh, (laughs) it's like half my kids have read, um, uh, making of the fittest. Uh, but mm-hmm. I can, I am always making references from endless forms, most beautiful, uh, with my kids. And they're like, I don't think that's in the book. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I guess you're right. That's not in the book. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that they're such good illustrative examples of all the concepts we teach mm-hmm. that, um, that I totally know what you mean. So, uh, so Paul, why don't you give us a chance to plug what you are doing? Uh, what are you doing at, uh, at the NSDA? conference this year yes so on thursday as well um from 3 30 to 4 30 i'm running a workshop 
on hypothesis generation in science. Um, classic Strode talk. <laughs> um, and uh, and it's actually the first time that that it's been accepted at NSTI. I've tried to get it in uh, three times now. Finally, it's been accepted. Um, and uh, and so so what I'll do is I'll I'll I'll, I'll present the problem. Um, and and so I published a paper in the American Biology Teacher back in 2015 about um, all the these data that I collected at the International Science and Engineering Fair that showed um, basically that 80 percent of our best science students at this this huge fair are 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 writing predictions and calling them hypotheses and um so i'll present those data and, and data from textbooks and teachers and, and and scientific papers and then um and then i'll 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 uh, i'll have the, the the teachers practice generating hypotheses um and and i'll 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 have them uh i'll, I'll bring some some example scientific papers that i use in my classroom to teach the nature of science to my students and, and have them, you know, where are the hypotheses in these papers? And they're kind of buried. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're really hard to find because they're, because they're not obvious. Um, and, uh, and we'll just, um, we'll, 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 we'll talk about some of the, the lab activities that they do in their classrooms and, um, and, and kind of workshop as a group. Well, you know, how could, how could this be, um, you know, is this, is this a, a hypothesis driven activity or maybe it's not, mm -hmm. um, maybe they're just confirming something that we already know, or, or maybe they're, they're testing a, a pattern and, and seeing if, if the pattern is something that they can replicate. Um, and so, well, if you're testing a pattern, then you're testing a generalizing hypothesis mm -hmm. and make a prediction about that. Um, or, or are they actually testing some kind of underlying mechanism, um, which often is is pretty rare. We we think we're testing these explanatory hypotheses, but we're really not. We're mostly just just um, testing patterns, which is fine. Um, and uh, and so so that's so that's that's kind of the gist of what we'll, for one hour. Um, I think it's pretty short. <laughs> how do you how do you really cover something as big as the hypothesis in just an hour but i'll do my best well i'm gonna make a prediction then uh you know <laughs> if, if if you if you attend paul's uh talk then you will never look at hypotheses the same way again um, that, Very that, good. that is my, that is my prediction on well, you've, got, uh, <laughs> you've got a method in there <laughs> and you've got a prediction you know what I'm you not, expect I'm not making a hypothesis here. I'm just, I'm just no, I'm making a prediction. No <laughs> reason for that prediction. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have some confirmational bias of uh, my own, yeah. my own thinking. So, uh, <laughs> real quickly, I do want to plug uh, a couple of our friends who, who nearly joined us um, uh, for this talk, for this roundtable. Uh, Robin Bellary, uh was going to join us. Unfortunately, she had a last-minute conflict, but she is also presenting on Thursday. But fortunately, it's from two to three thirty. Nice. Uh, uh, so right before, so you can time this out that you show up on Thursday in the morning, you go to your HHMI, um, you, you watch all the booth presentations from the, the, the all-star rock stars that are, that are there. And then you can go find Robin's, uh, she's doing a using biointeractive resources to bring math into the biology lesson, uh, which I have mm -hmm. a feeling has uh, a little bit of, a little bit of Paul Strode influence as well. Um, but she is presenting with uh, Valerie May, 
speaking of rock stars in the biology world. And then uh, we have uh, our other good friend, Ryan Reardon, who I don't think we've made enough fun of on uh, on air, but don't worry, we got him before I started recording. Uh, and uh, and he uh, he's going to be presenting for Pasco. Um, and he's presenting Thursday morning for Pasco. He's also presenting Thursday early afternoon and then later on on Friday. He's like all over this thing. Uh, so if you if you search Reardon in there, and it looks like he's doing three presentations on Friday um, uh, in, in, in Pasco. So he's doing a lot of stuff with, with Pasco and how to use their Pasco stuff, um, including uh, – I'm just going to run through his things. He's doing from DNA to protein, a modeling approach, understanding photosynthesis, a lab-based approach, and then introducing statistics in, bi- uh, in biology to improve scientific reasoning. Again, those are all part of Pasco and – you know, if you want a good look at good data-driven science, uh, you should check out uh, Ryan Reardon's stuff. Well, and also if you want to just go and and see a really fantastic charismatic presenter, <laughs> um, he he really I he's he's really remarkable in in his, his his energy and how he works the crowd. I mean, he's he's a he's great. Yeah, we got a lot, we got a lot to learn from him. Yeah, I, I realized halfway through my interview with him that I saw him present in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he, he is is quite dynamic. So, so uh, so here I have I've I've set the stage. This is going to come out um, approximately two weeks before the NSTA. So this is going to come out I think on the seventeenth. So that will be you know one week before we travel. So uh, if you're listening to this, it's going to be you know, the week before NSDA kicks off this is my late March episode. And, and hopefully you can do that. I'm sure if you tweet at one or all of us, you, I'm sure you'd be able to track us down, um, <laughs> in LA, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be bouncing around. And, um, I, I gotta tell you what, I, I get excited about conferences in general. Um, this is, I, I don't know that I've been as excited to go to a national convention, uh, in a <laughs> long time as I am looking forward to going out to LA and checking this one out. Um, so I'm looking forward to HHMI movie night, uh, that's going to be yes. on the, on Wednesday. I'm going to the late show on that one. Um, and I'm looking forward to all the, all the great stuff. So, so, uh, thank you, Lee. Thank you, Paul, so much for joining me for this impromptu little, uh, conversation. And, um, I hope your presentations go well. I will be in audience, I'm sure. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing both of you out there. Um, and I cannot believe we're going to get a podcast. This is going to be a podcast. It's going to be under an hour. And I had both of you and me, the three of us in a room. <laughs> and uh, we got it all done in under an hour. So there. All right. So uh, let me do my quick credits. Uh, music for this and every episode is by Jake Jenkins and X Magicians. He's a former student of mine who lives out in Los Angeles. So uh, one of those evenings out there, I have a feeling I know who I'm having dinner with. Uh, and you can uh, get this episode on uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or any place that podcasts are found. You can tweet at me, um, at Mr. Matthew Tweets. Uh, Lee, what's your Twitter handle? At the Biospace. At the Biospace. And Paul, you're at PK Strode. That's me. That's you. Uh, you can also tweet at Life of the School or go to lifeoftheschool.org if you want to leave comments um, and get show notes. I don't know what the show notes for this thing is going to look like, but I'm sure that I will pull together something. So thank you all for joining us, and uh, we will see you in L.A. Yay. Thank you. Yes, all thank right. you. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I, I realized that as I was. As I was. <laughs> I'll, I'll, don't worry, Paul. I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up. 